but uh, you got to forgive me, right? Praise the Lord. How many have already felt the presence of the Lord in this place in a powerful way? There's nothing like the name of Jesus, nothing like his presence. We'd like to welcome everybody here today, and today is a good day. It's a special day, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, we want to welcome our visitors. If you happen to be visiting with us, we are uh, so glad that you're here. And uh, we hope that uh, what's happening today and the presence of the Lord that you feel, hopefully you've been greeted, which I'm sure you have, by some friendly faces. And uh, we hope that it's brought a little bit of joy in your life today. And so uh, if, uh, if you happen to be new with us now today, uh, we uh, ran out of our paper for our Connect Guide. So that's why nobody has any Connect Guides today, which is a good time to shamelessly promote the Christ Chapel app. <laughs> If you haven't downloaded this on your phone, you need to. It's, uh, it's actually got a Connect card in it. And uh, if you need, especially if you've got an iPhone, uh, if, you, uh, if you go out to the foyer there, and there's a couple of banners that have an actual QR code, all you got to do is turn your camera on, scan that, and it's going to pop up a link where you can go and download the uh, CC app. So that's for everybody, so make sure that you do that. And uh, like I said, it's got all kinds of uh, information about our events, uh, ways to sign up for those events. Like I said, it also has a Connect card on there, uh, the one that you manually fill out here, uh, you know, on a physical copy. You can go and do the digital copy and uh, emails it directly to us. So make sure that you download the CC app. Uh, all the uh, Pastor John's sermons and series are on there. Uh, and better ways to connect also uh, for our congregation if you'd like to start digital giving. you got the digital giving option on there as well as a text to give, which during the offering you'll see the text to give uh, graphic pop up just in case you want to do that. Just want to be as convenient and also cutting edge and cool, right? I'm just kidding. No, we're not about being cool, but we are trying to make things better, easier access to those things. And also, if you happen to be absent or sick or out, you can also pull up the app and, and uh, click on the watch live um, image there and watch the service live right in the app. So really cool features on that. So yes, that was a shameless plug for that because we did a lot of work on it. So make sure you grab that. Uh, so, uh, once again, we welcome our visitors, and we hope that you feel welcome. Uh, we do, if you happen to be new, uh, go back to one of the greeters that, uh, that you uh, shook hands with and say, hey, I want my free gift, because we got a little gift for you just to say, hey, thank you for being in service with, to, with us today. All right, and uh, before we get to the announcements, we got something special we really want to do. Today is a special day because we get to celebrate our pastor, his wife, and his children. And so, Pastor John Kelly, y'all can come up, and Chris and Sarah, and Ray, my wife, Rachel, if y'all could come up, we've got a few things that, uh, that we want to give to them. And uh, I just want to say, Pastor John, I think, Pastor John, you say this almost every Sunday, of what a privilege it is to pastor this church, to pastor this people. And you've been doing it, uh, you've been pastoring this church 23 years. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? 23 years of service. And now, Pastor, okay, we're going to give these gifts out real quick. So, Elisha's got some. Oh, yeah. Yeah, y'all can open it up. We'll clean it up. Y'all can open. What is it? What is it? What is it? Ooh. Oh, remote control. That's every boy's dream right there. Ooh. There we go. Aren't these babies adorable? Y'all give these babies a hand. <laughs> But statistically, most pastors, when they go to pastor a church, they only last about 18 months, a couple years maybe. Some last a little longer. But pastoring a church can be tough because uh, though you start off, and, and I'm one of those, I, I started a church as well, you start off with great intentions, you start off with vision, you start off with we just want to reach people with the love of God. And uh, varying circumstances, it could be finances, it could just be struggle with uh, hard to deal with people because people are people, right? And uh, sometimes you got some nice people and you got some, you know, so some things. I've been on the phone with some friends of mine that are pastors that say they have struggled, struggled, struggled. And, uh, and I know Pastor John says he's blessed over and over again with, you know, all the time with no struggles and, you know, with, with things. And not that he's never faced struggles, but God is blessed. And I believe, when, you know, uh, you being here a while, you hear the man speak and you know that God has given him a gift and a heart to 
to give and a heart to in, in deposit the Word of God in our lives. And so I'd like to say, Pastor John, what a privilege it is. Chris and I, uh, Steve and Amy, uh, and then our wives, we say what a privilege it is to be able to serve you in ministry and to be able to serve this congregation with you. And, and thank you for, uh, and, I, and I can say this, I think we've been more blessed here than we, we have ever played. Not that you're trying to be in competition with any place else that we've been, but just I know your heart. And I know that your heart is to is to do is to treat your staff well and to love on them and to love on our babies and uh, and so I want to say thank you on behalf of the staff and on the con- and on behalf of the congregation thank you for your diligence. I, I'm not not trying to belabor the moment, but thank you for your diligence to do your best to teach the Word of God and to and to speak the very words that come from the mouth of God. So thank you. We love you. So y'all give him one more hand, and we're going to stretch our hands toward if y'all could stand. Yes. Y'all want to come up here? Y'all want to come up here? Pastor John's going to say something to us. And then we're going to pray for Pastor John in just a moment. You be seated. Church family, I say this for the few that this is your first year or second year. It's just the truth. Uh, You know, the older I get, uh, the words really seem to get fewer, but they have more heart meaning. Um, I have peers of mine that they wait on this day because it really is about the only time where they are honored and loved and appreciated and uh, we feel it all year long and uh, it makes us spoiled (laughs) and rotten so we can't go to anywhere else we go we're like y'all aren't like those people if the Lord ever moves I'm not no don't write me I'm not going nowhere (laughs) Uh, but I do want to say this one thing I I mention it sometimes, but uh, as a pastor, and I shared this with my wife at our anniversary, um, and Ben can understand this, and so can Chris and Steve, for a pastor to have such a godly woman that has not once, not once, in nine years of ministry caused me any conflict or trouble in the church or saying something or grieving she is the better part of both of us and I would love for you just to honor her this morning be careful one other quick thing before you pray this pastor appreciation uh, all of them have been wonderful. Last year, you know, Farmer John got a, a chipper and a, uh, why is that funny? He got a chipper and a stump grinder and all that. But this year, uh, all that you've given has been designated to my children getting to go to a Christian school. And this one is tops of all. So thank you very much. So right before we, uh, we extend our hands to pray for our pastor and his family, if you'd like to give a gift or you've got a card, we've been trying to prepare you over the, uh, the last month or so. Uh, there's some baskets back there that you can give a gift to if you'd like to uh, give to him in the offering uh, or whatever and designate that. Above your tithes and offerings, just designate Pastor John and family, and we'll make sure that that goes to, uh, to these kids going to Christian school. So, all right. Let's, pray. Let's extend our hand to Pastor John, his family. Heavenly Father. God, we just love you, and we thank you and praise you for this man. God, I, uh, in working with him on a daily basis, I know his heart, and I know his heart is to just do uh, whatever he can, Lord, to live with integrity and to love extravagantly. And God, to show you honor and worship you with his life. And so, God, I thank you for that. I thank you for Kelly, God, and her um, sweet spirit, God, and her demeanor, God, to just honor you with her life and to support her husband and to lift up this family. God, I thank you for their children. And God, I thank you that, um, that they're being raised in a, in a beautiful Christian home, Lord, uh, to serve you, God. And I just pray that you protect their minds, protect their hearts, Lord. Uh, with all the statistics that are out there, I pray that they would break the statistics and be men and women of God, Lord. And we just give you praise and going on for that. Protect them, keep your angels around about them, and continue your extravagant blessings on their life. And Lord, as they continue to do the work here and continue to minister to us in this congregation, Lord, uh, we just want to say thank you for the gift you've given us in Pastor John, Kelly, and his three children, Lord. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. One more time, let's give it up for Pastor John.
And while they, they are making their way back to their seats, we'll go ahead and play the announcement video. And so pay attention to the things that are coming up here at Christ Chapel. Well, good morning to everyone. We're glad that everybody's here and hope you're having a great time. Welcome to all of our visitors. We got some things that are happening coming up in November. And first up, Saturday, November 3rd at 9 a.m. begins our annual Pinewood Derby. It's a fun time around here for our Impact Girls and Royal Rangers. But hey, adults, it's not just for the kids. That's right, moms, dads, grandpas, grandmas. You can make a car, put it in the race, and see if you can take home the trophy. If you would like more information or to purchase a car and to get registered, just go to the Student Center to get all that information today. Also on Saturday, November 3rd, is our seniors event, which you're going to the Biblical History Center in LaGrange. And there again, it's not just for the seniors. It is for the entire family. It's for adults too, anybody that wants to go. And you need to see Grief and Katrina Lynch to make sure you get registered because registration time is running real close here. So make sure that you get with them and get all the information. You're going to have a fun time. Your transportation, admission, and a lunch that day are prepared. So that's all happening on Saturday, November 3rd. Make sure you get your information today. Attention to all of our men. Hey, we got another men's night coming up. No ladies or kids allowed. You get to go hang out at Fresh Air Barbecue on Thursday evening at 6 p.m. November 8th. Don't miss out on that to leave the family at home and just have a night just for you to hang out with the guys and the bros. Anyway, make sure you see Pastor Steve or Commander Jake Cox for all the information and see you there at 6 p.m. Thursday, November 8th, Fresh Air Barbecue, Men's Night Out. And coming up on Saturday, November 10th, it's our massive vendor yard sale. And we still have room for you. The deadline to sign up is this coming Wednesday. So make sure you go to our Christ Chapel app. You can sign up there. You can also go to Christ Chapel Macon, get information. You can also find it on Facebook and Instagram. Get registered. It's going to be an awesome day. We have so many things going on and planned, and we don't want you to miss it. So mark your calendars now for Saturday, November 10th. Also, we have coming up on Sunday, November 18th, our Connection Point Lunch. That's right. It's for you. If you are new to Christ Chapel, you would love to find out more about membership or you'd like to just meet the staff. We want to invite you to come on that Sunday. What we need you to do is to pull out your Connect Guide. You can fill out the information there so that we can be prepared for you. We have a meal that will be prepared. We also have childcare and lunch for the kids as well. But we need to know you're coming. So make sure you fill that out. You can also register on our Christ Chapel app. So don't forget, Sunday, November 18th, Connection Point Lunch. And don't forget, 5 p.m. tonight is when we all come together for our corporate time of prayer here in the sanctuary. And directly following prayer is our Sunday evening service at 6 p.m. And we have something going on for the kids and for the youth. And so there shouldn't be any reason why you can't be here to join us tonight. 5 p.m. for prayer, 6 p.m. for the service. And hey, if you'd like to find out more about what's going on here at Christ Chapel, download our Christ Chapel app. Or check us out online at ChristChapelMacon.com. You can also get more information on Facebook and Instagram at ChristChapelMacon. We're going to receive the uh, morning's tithes and offerings from the back to the front. And uh, then we're going to pray. Pastor John's going to come up and pray at the end.
church family, right before we uh, lift these, our gifts to the Lord, and I, I know my buddy won't mind me sharing this, but my friend, my good friend, Henry Davis, came up to me just a moment ago, and he said, uh, last night my mama went home uh, to be with the Lord. Or was it early this morning? Early this morning, five. And, then he, and, it, you know, and I said, buddy, I'm so sorry. And, of course, she was a believer. He said, he said can you imagine this morning what church is like there for her. And then he said, and guess who the teacher is? And I was like, yeah, this is not our home. We are waiting on a new country whose builder and maker is God. And if you haven't been reminded, I want to do for you what Henry did for me, reminding me we're closer than we've ever been. God, I just thank you for the promise of salvation I thank you that when Jesus Christ said it was finished, for all who believe on him, the work is completed. And the one that began a good work in us will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, in this season of our life corporately, as well as for the individuals that make up this church, that my God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. No fear, no worry, no manipulation, no maneuvering, no pacing. I and we rely on your faithfulness, O oh God. Use these monies, Lord, to help us win the lost, disciple the found, mend the broken, and send the whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn in your Bibles this morning to Hebrews chapter 10 and stand with me. Okay, guys, how many of y'all haven't been, you can just raise it quick and put it down, haven't been to one of these men dinners. Just confession's good for the soul. Okay. It's barbecue, man. And for the single girls out here, I want to tell you a trick. Guys don't notice a new pair of earrings. Guys don't notice the new scarf. Get your little barbecue, rub it behind your ear. He'll go home and goes, I love her. I don't even know, just drawn, pulled to her. Y'all join us for this night of fellowship, and let me tell you why. I know our schedules are full. I know we don't know everybody, and we're generally less social than the women are. But what if, what if God gave you that one spiritual buddy that was to you in the kingdom of God what your carnal buddy was to you in the world? Come and meet one another. Encourage one another. And if everybody's there is born, get an extra rack of ribs. It's all good. It'll work out. Hebrews chapter 10, are you there? Verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, because it has great recompense of reward. Your reward is in your confidence. That's why many believers never reap. They struggle, they struggle, and then they throw their confidence away and wonder why the answer doesn't come because the answer, according to Scripture, is in your con uh, confidence. Great recompense of reward. But you have need of patience. That after, say after with me. After you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. And when you go home today, I want you to ponder not the faith part, but the live part. The just come alive. They live by faith. But if anyone draws back, which mean, in, in, the, in the Greek it meant to, to lose uh, uh, connectivity, to shrink, to fall back away from the confidence. That's the context. God said, my soul won't have pleasure in them. Yeah, you're still my child, but you are living outside the realm of my pleasure. And isn't it better for the children when they live under the pleasure of the parent? Ooh, I hit something in. That ain't even in my notes. I need to write that down. But we're not like those that draw back unto perdition. But we are of them that believe to the saving of the soul. You may be seated this morning. And if you would, I would appreciate you to pray a sincere prayer for me as I pray for myself in your presence. Lord, this week has been a difficult week. And primarily because of my carnality and my self-centeredness and things like that. And I just pray, oh Lord, I confess my faults in front of my family. Because I don't want to miss an opportunity to preach your word with anointing and with uh, your kingdom being expanded. 
And Lord, if there's no way you can use me, I pray that you use me in spite of myself. Just as long as Jesus is glorified and your people are edified. I thank you for the privilege that's mine to be able to speak the living word of God, which is able to not only redeem, but transform. To give light where there's darkness, to give hope where there's hopelessness. Let that be today. Let something click in the minds of those that are listening to this word about the subject of tenacity in the life of the believer. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've missed the last several, you can go back on our, uh, our webpage as well as the DVDs and CDs out front. We spoke about uh, what is tenacity being the holding persistently, holding persistently to something or someone. Then we talked about the uh, tenacity in the life of the believer. It's personal. No one can loan you tenacity. God, people cannot do it for you and God will not do it for you. You must hold on to him and his word, the, the, not just the promises, but the, the requirements, the, the commandments, uh, the things that he expects of us, the wisdom he gives us to hold on. It takes tenacity. It takes strength. To, it, it, it's not hard for God to hold on to us, but it's difficult for us to hold on to him. And that little bit of separation can be the difference between a good life and a great life, a a, a uh, happy life and a joyful life. Last week we talked about, we began number three, tenacity in the life of the believer is powerful. It gives you the uh, it gives you what is required to survive the gaps. You remember we talked about the gap between the promise and the provision. God's dream and God's timing. Tenacity lets you hold on between Egypt, which is not enough, uh, the wilderness, which is just enough, to get to Canaan, that's more than enough. It takes tenacity to take the trip. Two out of the several million people that left made it. Joshua and Caleb. We talked about tenacity is that which empowers us in times of great conflict. The heat, three Hebrew boys standing in front of a hundred foot flame because they would not bow down and worship the image of Nebuchadnezzar. They said, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, if something happens and this doesn't play out like I hoped it would, we're still not going to bow down and serve your God tenacity in the time of crisis. So this morning I want to speak on a few other subjects. Let us see. Tenacity is required for the deeper dealings of God. And I trust you're taking notes on this because you probably will be tested on it. If the Lord put it on my heart for you, then you and I will be tested upon it. I will save the details for a later sermon but we're all familiar, those of us who are students of the Word of God, uh, wrestling with Jacob. But if you look at the, the, the language, and especially in the Hebrew, Jacob did not wrestle with the uh, theophany, the, the representation of Christ. Christ manifested in human form. God initiated the fight with him. It was God that woke him up and started wrestling. It was God that wounded him. Touched him on the inside of his thigh because Jacob was wrestling with God without surrendering to God. And the day began to break and God touched the inside of his thigh. And the rest of his life he limped after that encounter with God. And many of us, the moment God starts dealing with us about the real us, we pull back. Not necessarily turning back to all the sin we did, but we pull back far enough where he is not close enough to wrestle with us. And we wonder why our Christianity and our faith is anemic. We wonder why it's powerless. We wonder why it's joyless. And we wonder why there's no fruit on the branches of our lives. It takes tenacity to wrestle with God in the night seasons. And to answer the question... He said, who are you? And he said, I am Jacob, which means I am a deceiver. I am a supplanter. I am a manipulator. I'm one that maneuvers. You can watch Jacob's whole history when he was dealing with Laban and he was trying to cheat him out of, uh, of 
And Laban cheated him as well, but he was trying to match carnal with carnal, and he cut sticks with stripes so that they would get birth to striped goats. And it was all this mixed up in, in him, him maneuvering. And God said, who are you? He said, I am a manipulator. And God said, you've rightly spoken. But as of tonight, you will no longer be called Jacob, but you will be called Israel, which means prince. And it takes tenacity to let God go into the deepest places and heal you of that which you identify yourself by to this day. And you are not to be identified by what has happened to you, but what God has done for you. Got to go in. Well, we've all worried. Grandmama worried. Her mama worried. I worry. My babies worry. And we say stuff like this. I'm just keeping it real. Well, we're also keeping it dead. I understand how some of us have experienced great loss, great betrayal. And I know some of you could take the microphone and drop it and walk off and people would say, my Lord and my God. But God can, God in his word will deal with you and go to that deepest place and ask you to say it out loud. And he'll ask you, am I greater still? Do you want me to change what you call yourself? Do you want me to change what other people call you? takes tenacity to let the Lord deal with uh, your tendencies. It takes tenacity to let the Lord deal with your tongue, your attitudes, cynicism, negativity, selfishness. I don't enjoy wrestling with God. Do you? I hear people say... And I've lived long enough now that I don't say it. Thank the Lord. I'm glad I ain't got everybody's problems. Aren't you glad you have some wins? You know, I'll hear them say, the Lord's been dealing with me with that, about that for years. And you just want to go, time out, stop. Do you realize what you just said? God has picked a fight with me about this, and I will not let him win. Now, God, if he can shrivel up a thigh, can't he just do some spontaneous combustion? Can't he just... So what has been lost? The 20 years. The 10 years. The quicker you bow your knees and humble yourself, the quicker God makes the change. If he can make it physically, he can make it emotionally. He can make a change relationally. He can make it mentally. And we wrestle with God. And Jacob did get to the place where he said, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. He's already rich. What was he talking about? He said, God, you know. I don't want to live like this no more. I don't want to uh, send my family ahead to Esau because I'm living in fear. So if Esau's still mad at me about stealing his birthright, he'd kill my wife and babies before he killed me. That's who he was. Fear. Fear hath torment and makes you make stupid decisions. And he said, I am, I am all of these things and I'm not letting you go. He went from wrestling him to holding on to him. Change me. We used to sing a song a hundred years ago. I will not bless you with it. Uh, at the moment. <laughs> you have, those of you, how many of y'all been in church a long time? You remember how they'd always get up and go, <clears throat> y'all just pray for me this morning. How come you always sing when you're sick? That's what I would think growing up in the church. They always say, <clears throat> y'all pray for me this morning. Don't listen to the way I sing. Just what? Listen to the words. I told my friends, oh, years ago, and I'm waiting for the opportunity because I'm going to keep my word. Daddy keeps his word. The next time I hear that in church, someone goes, oh, just y'all, <clears throat> just Pray for me. Don't listen to the way I sing. Just listen to the words. I'm going to stand and say, then read the song. If you don't want me to listen to the way you sing it, read the lyrics. I don't know where I was again in my sermon, but it was funny. It was, it was, it was good. If you survive the wrestlings... You end up with a revelation of God that you didn't have before. Listen to what Jacob said. He said, I named this place where God and I did battle. And I didn't quit. I named it Peniel. Because I have seen God face to face and lived. 
Now the rest of his life, he walked differently. And carnal people would feel sorry for him. But the people that knew him best said, no, no, don't worry about that leg. He's better today than he's ever been in his life. That's good. I don't know who I'm preaching to there, but that is good. Tenacity keeps us while we watch, reach out to, and stand in the gap for the lost and the backslidden. It keeps us um, from sticking our head in the sand and acting like we don't see what we see. It keeps us from turning away from them. It keeps us from the temptation to join them. It keeps us from despondency. This one's hard. It takes tenacity to believe for somebody that doesn't have the courage or the character to believe for themselves. They are born again. Can I speak for you? We're good Pharisees. We won't say it, but can I say it for you? You know better than this foolishness. You've returned like a dog to its own vomit. We all sin, but not everybody turns and goes all the way back and does all the things and then tell you, I ain't never believed. I met with a friend not too long ago. I, said, I saw him and we have a, still a relationship. But I said, we can't share life together. Went to lunch and I said, I just want to tell you because I love you. I'm going to tell you one time and I don't want you to interrupt me. And I want you to look me in the eyes. I want you to know that I know you're a liar. Telling all your little party buddies, your little lounge lizards. That's what I called them. I said, I, I'm not sure what I believe. And I'm re- I said, no, no, you're in rebellion because I saw your conversion. I saw the infilling of the Holy Spirit in your life. I saw the fruit. I saw the zeal. I saw the hunger for God's Word. And if everybody else forgets, I want you to know that I know you're living a lie. Now, you want to appetize it? That's what, it was pretty much like that. And we both wiped tears. But it, it's hard to keep being that voice because guess who's the last one invited to lunch? It's easy just to hang around them and let them go to hell. Then the natural. Don't say nothing. Don't do nothing. Just go with the flow. It's hard too, and some of you won't relate to this, but some of us do. If you're carrying somebody in prayer and you're standing in the gap and you're weak, you see the temporal part of them having fun in the flesh the rest of their life is falling apart. But for me, I grew up, well, in my rebellion, it was drunk four or five nights a week for seven years. And I see all the Facebook pictures, and they don't post pictures where you're at the bar by yourself crying in your drink. It's 25 people, and they're all holding beer. And you're sitting at home. The kids have screamed all day. Both your knees hurt. The, you know, the dog's sick. you got to pay the vet. The tractor broke. And you're seeing them on Facebook. I don't know if you've ever felt it, but I feel the devil playing that song and said, wouldn't it be nice to numb the pain? It takes tenacity to stand in close enough to see the denial of your flesh being played out opposite in someone else's life who's doing what they want, when they want. We know that the end of that is death. But it sure looks good in the picture. Does anybody understand what I'm trying to say? It takes tenacity to hold your ground and fast while they feast. To sleep while they stay up till three in the morning. It takes tenacity to walk a straight line when they walk a crooked line. It takes tenacity to care for someone that doesn't care for themselves. And you may be the person that stands between them and hell and heaven. We got to be strong. Thank God for the patriarchs, for the moms and the dads that stand in the gap and said, you do all what you're going to do. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Thank you. Tenacity is that which energizes and sustains us to complete massive undertakings. And I only have time briefly just to touch on these, but when Noah got the invitation to build the ark, not Noah and a crew, not Noah and a big construction firm, not Noah and a budget, just Noah. I'm sure his wife was thrilled. 
We're going to build an ocean liner out of wood. No air guns to nail. You see what I'm saying? This is years and years of an undertaking. And it takes tenacity. And I, 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 I don't usually, you know, single out. But I mean, I admire people like Felicia and Cindy and their ministry in the prisons. It takes tenacity to pastor. Uh, and if you're watching online, Christ Chapel Pulaski Prison, we love you. Would y'all honor them? Would you bless them? We love you. We love you. But it takes tenacity to start something. How many years now? 19 years. We struggle about getting somebody to volunteer once a month in the nursery. They're like, I'm praying about it. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Just one Sunday. 19 years. Let me, give you, let me give you what I'm talking about. How about the child that's been wayward since the womb? And you're in for the great undertaking, the starting a church, the going on the evangelistic field, going into missions, going into uh, meeting the needs of others. And when you sign up, you understand that you don't see a finish line. It takes tenacity. Starting is easy. Easy. You know my 50 pounds I'm losing? I've lost 25, and I'm holding. Well, it, it, yeah, I lost 25, and now we just we took a month off. We just... I'm going to lose the other 25. I gave you my word. But isn't the sustaining part the hardest? Because see, now my body's adjusted. And it goes, oh, oh, you're dieting. Gotcha. Metabolism taps you on the shoulder and goes, we'll see you, bro. Peace out. And you eat an apple and gain a pound. I bought a glass scale so I couldn't throw it. I think through those things. My kids might cut themselves on a glass one, so I got me a glass one, so I went through I did have that thought, by the way. What are you in the middle of that was a massive undertaking, and maybe you knew what you were getting into, maybe you didn't? The difference between you, where you are, and you finishing is not holiness. And holiness is required. It's tenacity. The willingness... To hold on to something till completion. To be faithful at home. To be faithful at work. To be faithful to God. Tenacity is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's a result of your choices. Now God will enable you. We rely, don't we? We rely on the strength of the Lord. But He won't make you hold on. He'll let you let go of your family and walk away. Sir. And chase some young girl in a skirt and throw your babies away. He'll let you. Same with women now. Same thing. He'll let go. Well, we have a difficult home life. Show me one married couple that's been married longer than two weeks that does it. Seriously. Marriage is a massive undertaking. Raising a family is a massive undertaking. Answering a call to ministry is a massive undertaking. And if you don't quit, you will receive reward from the Lord for faithful service. Don't blame it on situation or the way you're hardwired. Tenacity has more to do with revelation than it does inspiration or how you feel. I understand that I will receive a reward for the things done in my body, both completed and I will be judged for the ones incompleted. Finish. Finish. One more time. Finish. Tenacity. Letter G is a byproduct, I just mentioned this, of revelation and spiritual perspective. The disciples, the Bible said, after being beaten with rods, were overjoyed that they were accounted worthy to suffer shame for the name of Jesus Christ. Tenacity is connected to revelation. I understand if that I endure this, I'll reap this. If I suffer here, I'll reign there. If I'm faithful here, I'll be rewarded there. Spiritual perspective fuels tenacity. We're not, gonna, we're not trying to finish because it's the cool thing to do. We're trying to finish because who's at the finish line? And Jesus said in Revelation 22, Behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. 
It's revelation that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth just to show himself strong on behalf of the one whose heart is perfect toward him. Fill in my heart to single out specific someone. It's a group, but maybe it's just an individual. And it's not, uh, and I'm not trying to be mystical, but for that single mom today, that's just, it is beyond your strength. Absolutely. Well, I thought the Lord wouldn't put more on me than I can handle. That's not in the Bible. It says that when you reach that place, He will always provide a way of escape, which means a way to continue, and His grace will sustain you. Yes, what you see is going on, but what you see is not all there is to be seen. Because there may be a preacher in your home. There may be a doctor in your home. But I know this, if they're in your home, God's design and intentions are for them to be redeemed. Don't you quit. It's not important that they have the right animal on their shirt. Whether it's a crocodile or a horse or a dog or, you know where you just write yours in with magic markers. not important. Well, yes, it is in this world. No, it's not. I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to go where angels fear to tread. I'm just, I'm, I'm a parent like you. I got my bruises. We taking licks up in the wood home. Y'all take any? Mine ain't even six. Well, I just turned six and I see stuff in Isabel. I go, ooh, the teen year's coming. Teen year's coming. I've already determined then I'm going to be the parent they hate. You can't pick my friends. Watch me. But we got to finish for them. We have to hold on for them. I don't want to tell them how to live. I want to tell them, follow your daddy. Follow your mama. Follow me as I follow Christ. Can you imagine what it will be like in heaven catching the glimpse of your children and you knowing that they know, of course it was because of Christ, but it was your influence that made it easy for them to be born again and to live the Christian faith. Letter H. Tenacity allows you the opportunity not to be defined by yesterday. Paul's tenacity allowed him to forget the things which behind and press on toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, if I, if I, I, I'm not supposed to forget. You know, the rearview mirror reminds me, but the windshield's a lot bigger than the rearview mirror. I, I don't forget what I did, but I can't be defined by it. Paul said, I would drag them out of their houses because they were Christians and put them to death. Children, we killed them. Did you hear me? We slaughtered children. We slaughtered uh, uh, those who were infirmed. We slaughtered those that were mentally and physically uh, handicapped. We slaughtered them. We slaughtered wives in front of their husbands, husbands in front of their children. I killed them. And if I don't find a grace, if I don't latch on to that my front my future can be greater than my past. I'll die. It takes tenacity to do the new while other people remember the old. So when they bought, brought Paul into the body of believers, they said, isn't that the one that killed the people in the church? Yeah, that's who I was. But I'm forgetting those things which are behind. Not because they were insignificant. I've already repented of them. I've grieved I have wept a river of tears, but I'm forgetting those things which are behind and I'm pressing on toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in God in Christ Jesus. It takes tenacity to forget what other people remember. Letter H, or letter I. Tenacity is who I send to answer the door of my heart when it's troubled. When someone knocks at the door of my heart, Tenacity answers the door of the troubled heart, the discontent. Tenacity answers the door of the one that's just not satisfied and said, satisfied or not. The discarded, the abandoned, betrayed, the, the, the one that's been failed, the disappointed, the disillusioned, 
the disheartened and the discouraged. When you feel those things let and they're knocking at the door. Hey, disillusionment here. Discouragement. Disheartened. And that's a reality. Let tenacity answer the door and say, may I help you? We're here and you can't ignore us. Oh, I didn't say I was ignoring you. But you don't get to lodge here. You may visit here. Because that's what happens in life. But this is not your residence. God reigns in this heart. God resides. In, let tenacity. You do what you're going to do. Have your night. Oh, I wish someone would have told me this. I really do. I wish someone would have told me that weeping endureth for a night. It endureth. Well, just watch your confession. Say it's not night. It's night whether you confess it's night or not. Great day. It's like answer the phone. Common sense is no longer common. There's your good hashtag. It's not hell and I'm not hot. It's not hell and I'm not hot. You're like, you saying that doesn't make it reality. It's not about lying about the situation. It's about looking it in the eye and let tenacity say, I got enough for you. And I will not turn back on my vows. I will not turn back on God. And I'll outlive you. Tenacity. The choice, the privilege, and the power of every believer. No one can make you quit but you. If you're a sports fan, go rent the movie Rudy. And just watch it. Have men joining football teams after they watch it. For the depressed, the weary, the exhausted, the lonely, the isolated, the forgotten, the doubtful, the desperate, the despondent, and the dying. Let tenacity answer the door and say, may I help you? And let them say what they have to say. And you say, we may visit here. You may visit here. But you cannot live here. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And finally, on number three, tenacity is that which makes it possible to navigate the darkest nights and seasons of life. Like Job. He lost his children. All of them. By a natural, supernatural disaster. Word come to him that all your children have been killed. All your cattle, all your wealth that was taken by thieves. So you would say uh, the economy crashed and your retirement's gone. All of your social security, social security folded, it's gone. And all of your children were killed in a car wreck. And the only thing he was left with... And then, then he lost his health. So much so that he would sit at the street, dirt streets, not streets like ours. And take broken pottery and peel back so that the infection could ooze away to relieve the pain and the boils. And the only thing he was left with was a carnal wife who said, just go ahead and curse God and die. How, how does someone, how do, parents, please, please enter into this. Don't just hear it. How do you lose all your babies at one time? What can anybody say? What can anybody do? What, what, what verse, what scripture, what, what song sung over you? What do you do when that happens? And then you lose all your income, all your wealth. You lose your health and you are one pus-filled carcass that splits open by itself. And you're racked with pain and your wife's only counsel is curse God and let him kill you. He said, I know that in my flesh I will see God. What do you do with somebody like that? There's nothing you can do. He said, I know my Redeemer liveth. And even though he killed me, he kills you. Why would you say that? Oh, you think that life just happens. God either plans or allows everything in my life. And I may not be able to process the why of losing my babies. But I know the who that gave them to me. And so, though he kill me, yet I trust him. And that person, watch the end. God blessed him back with twice of what he had. 
twice the children. And I've never heard a preacher say this before. I've said it here before. I've never read it in a book. I remember asking the Lord. I was like, had you went and asked Job? I don't know. I'm just asking you. After he had twice the income, twice the children, twice the notoriety, twice the blessing, the success, he said, if you could go back to half the children and half the money, would you go back? He might answer, yes. He might answer, no. So why would you bring that up, Pastor John? Because you got to be okay with things in life where you don't have all the answers. You just have tenacity and you trust that when you get home, when you get home, you don't have to answer your question because all of them are going to be there anyway. You don't have to answer. I don't have to explain the ways of God. The resurrection is the answer for everything. Job, how about your boils? Resurrected body. How about your possession? Walking streets of gold. How about your babies? All oh, the young'uns are here. How about any, how about you got? The resurrection answered the questions in my heart. I told you my Redeemer liveth. I told you that in my flesh I would see God. And I told you I trust him. And the scripture is clear. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For they'll be like a tree planted by rivers of living water. And they're not careful in seasons of drought. Neither do they ever cease yielding fruit. Watch the man that believes. Watch the woman that believes. You don't have to have your questions answered. The, the, the goal of life is not to have the why answered. It's to have the who answered. Who? God Almighty. As the Lord liveth before whom I stand. I love that phrase. As the Lord liveth before whom I stand. I picture myself often holding my wife's hand like we were on this stage. Holding my baby's hand. Standing before the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Letting him know about what I need. You're it for me. You're the only God. And everything I have came from you. And everything I have is in you. And if you can't keep us, we won't be kept. Tenacity. Well, I'm not wired like that. Nobody's wired like that. If you have spiritual sight, you'll see your options. Well, I can either do what all my crazy friends are doing. I can do what the world's doing. And by the way, it takes tenacity to fight the current of this world too. It's ideologies. It's evil. It's reasonings. It's, it takes tenacity to stay in a narrow path when broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there go in there at Oh, I got one more. Tenacity in the life of the believer is often the difference. If our musician would come, please. Please write this down. Tenacity in the life of the believer is often the difference. What do you mean by the difference, John? The difference maker, the missing ingredient, the tipping point, the key... The tangible ingredient of the victorious. I am blessed. Some of you men don't, never had this. Some of you do. I have a wife that can cook. I have a mother that can cook. And a mother-in-law that can cook. Boom. <laughs> my girls, we're going to get grandmas. Both grandmas, little nanny, and my wife to teach them so they can cook. So if any of them sick, daddy eats. That's what, you know. Have you ever, though, made something and left out an ingredient? My wife's tried this trick. She, she thinks, you don't li I tell her all the time, y'all help me. She's beautiful, wonderful. You don't get to be 56 being a fool. Whipped up something. She goes, these are mashed potatoes. That, that, that we, I substituted a couple things. It's mashed potatoes. I bit into that. It was like wet napkins. I said, what is this? Well, it's cauliflower. I, I literally, I'm just slow. I went, so the missing ingredient is potatoes. I mean, I'm slow, but, you know, I was, I was born at night, but not last night. The missing ingredient. And she'll do other things like something will have sour cream, and she'll substitute another white thing for it. Now, I remember when we first started dating, I was at Grandma's house one night, and Grandma went in the... Whenever the ladies go... We love when y'all go to the kitchen because we snack off what's at the table. And I grabbed a stick of bacon. I, 
And I told Kelly, I said, something's wrong with his bacon. She said, what, what do you mean? I said, taste it. Something's wrong with it. She said, John, that's turkey. I said, well, then it ain't bacon. That's, that's not bacon. I mean, it's straight. It's got a little brown. And I'm not, I'm being funny, but I want you to get, so the missing ingredient is bacon. One more. Oh, I've got several of these. I hate lying. I hate lying advertising. Fat-free brownie. Go to Applebee's. Fat-free brownie. Time out. Every ingredient in the brownie is fat. What you ought to say, if you have integrity, is brownie-free brownie. You serve me a brown dish rag with a little chocolate yoo-hoo on top of it. And they'll say, oh, this is wonderful. Do you want to try it? No. Don't advertise if it's missing the primary ingredient. Listen to this. I hope you get it now. Tenacity is the difference between having life and an abundant life. Tenacity is the difference between willing and obedient. Tenacity is the difference between the permissive will of God and the perfect will of God. It's the difference between fruitfulness and great fruitfulness. It's the difference between one of God's children and one of God's disciples. It's the difference between seeing miracles and being a miracle. It's the difference between hearing the promises and obtaining the promises. It's the difference between living a life of regret and realizing all of God's intentions and purposes that He dreamt over you before you were born. It's the difference between where you are today and where God wants you to be tomorrow. It's the difference between heaven knowing your name and hell knowing your name. It's the difference, listen, between starting well and finishing well. It's the difference between hearing God say, welcome home and well done. The reward of faith, suffering, serving, enduring, all that makes life worth living today and glorious in the next is found on the other side of tenacity. I want to say that again, and I want your undivided attention and let this go into your soul. The reward of faith, the reward of suffering, the reward of serving, and the reward of enduring, all that makes life worth living today and heaven glorious tomorrow is found on the other side of tenacity. Would you stand with me this morning? It was my desire today and my prayer through the Word of God and God's Spirit, not me, to give you a B12 shot. I mean, condensed, concentrated, where you've got the Word and Spirit mixed together and it puts something in your soul that kind of stirs you and like, enough of this. Just one step, one step can, one degree. If that rocket is one degree off, if you follow it long, long enough, it's in a different galaxy. Change one degree on the thermostat and it can go from hot to cool, cool to hot. Tenacity may be for you, spiritual tenacity, based on Scripture, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Tenacity, based on Scripture, empowered by the Holy Spirit, may be the tipping point for you to the greatest days of your Christian life. Tenacity in the life of the believer is simply this, and I want to read this over you, and you can go home. It's the refusal to quit, period. Now, not if God shuts a chapter, that's, but the refusal to quit. You know what I'm talking about. Regardless of the difficulty, regardless of the opposition, regardless of those that misunderstand, regardless of your insufficiency and your weariness, regardless of what you see and what you don't see, regardless of having support or if you stand alone, whether you are noticed or unnoticed, heard or unheard, cared for it or ignored. Refusing to quit. Tenacity cannot, say that with me, cannot, cannot be taken away from the one who chooses it. It can only be laid down. It cannot be overcome. It is not overcome. And it shall not be overcome. 
It is the choice of the believer to stand with God, for God, in the power of God, for the glory of God. Man, I just feel that in my soul. It is the choice of the believer to stand with God, for God, in the power of God, for the glory of God. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Tenacity is the glory seen in Paul's scars, Jacob's limp, as he worshipped on the end of his staff. I close with this. The Bible mentioned Jacob, Israel, worshipping at the end of his life, leaning on his staff. Now, what does that mean? Well, the staff was there uh, like a history. They would log, uh, Jacob you know, met, met Rachel, married Rachel, got Leah instead. <laughs> Got Rachel, had the all the things, all the things that happened to him, all the struggles, all the loss, all the sins. And at the end of his life, everything mentioned, he says, hallelujah. It ain't about having the stick perfect. It's about having the heart perfect. God, I hope I delivered what you had laid on my heart for your people. I pray these last three weeks has done something in us and for us that we are forever going to be changed. Can't nobody make us quit. Can't nobody make us stop loving you, living for you, or serving you. We are a result of our choices. Faith in you, empowered by your spirit. We can do anything, overcome anything, endure anything because you are with us. You are for us and you have decreed before the foundation of the earth that we'd be your children and we'd reside in heaven with you forever. Give us the courage to stand, to stand up, to stand out, to speak up, and to finish our race with joy. In the mighty name of Jesus, I ask, Father, that it be done in all of our lives. And all of God's people said, amen. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. God bless you.